Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Hello, ladies and germs. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Dilton Paul. I am Johnny. I am Spencer. Here on Dilton Paul, we go on Wikipedia. We click random article. We talk about it. Yeah, we do. Uh, the way we said that kind of reminded me of Bill and Ted. And I got to tell you, they're making the third one, and I'm ready. And we watched the first one a couple weeks ago. Yeah. That movie fucks. Hell yeah, dude. There, and I was I was very worried. Yeah, I'm worried. Um, that it would be like, okay, this was made a long time ago. They're, they're, I, I will say they say one F word. Okay. Which was not great. Okay. Um, and it was it was like weirdly not even like characteristic of the weird the two of them. Um, and I think it I, yeah, it was it was very weird and not great. But yeah. the, but the rest of the movie was just it's such a like positive movie. Yeah, and it's so nice. And it's a it's a bummer that that's in there. And I think. If we can take the fucking guns out of E.T. and replace them with walkie-talkies. <laughs> we can do the same. Yeah. Yes. I'm done Literally, with it. It, 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 there, there was no, like, lead-up. There was, it was unnecessary, and we can do something about it. Yeah. Yeah. Just fucking fix this movie. Yeah. Similar. I just watched Wayne's World today. Mm-hmm. It basically holds up, and okay. it's pretty chill. Like, it's just, it's just, like, two guys, like, being positive, and... Th- that's... The whole, the whole movie... The plot of the movie is helping two best friends not get like get to stay together. Yeah, like that's so nice. Yeah, uh, uh, and the reason not only do are they best friends and just want to stay together, but then the fact that they do that creates a perfect future society <laughs> where everyone is nice and positive. Right. Exactly. There is there is, except for the one bad the one word, hateful word. There is nothing negative about that movie. <laughs> it's so it's like let's just take this blemish away. Let's get let's do it. Yes. Yeah. I would. Man, I would fucking love that if we started doing that with movies. Yeah. Is that? I guess it depends. It depends on the movie. Like with this, I think it would be okay. But I don't think I don't think you. What's well, the kind of thing where like the director or whatever needs to make the decision? A, 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 right. And I don't think we could make sort of a like a crowdfunding or or like a, an like well this is an okay Woody Allen movie. You can't like somehow do that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah, you're never going to be able to fix a Woody Allen movie. But with this it's like this is a really shitty relic of the time that it was made. Right. This is uncharacteristic of us now. Let's just fucking get rid of it. Let's just fucking yeah. get rid of well, especially it. Especially because, like, if, if it doesn't add anything to the... You know what I mean? Like... It's nothing. It's, it's nothing. nothing. It's nothing. And I... Obviously, if you went up to Keanu Reeves, he'd be like, yeah, fuck that. <laughs> I hate that I said that. Yeah. <laughs> There's... Cut it out. Cut it out. Fix like, this movie. Make it a perfect movie. Right, right. For sure. Um. That's it. That's it. Bill and Ted rules. I'm so fucking stoked for the third one. Oh, yeah. It comes out, like, next year, right? Yeah. So, which is crazy. You know what it's called, right? Uh, I don't recall. What is it? Bill and Ted face the music. That's a very good title. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, I'm, I'm gonna catch up on the first two to remember uh, where, where we left off with the boys. Yeah. Uh, there. I, the other thing I will say is there there are essentially no women in the film, uh, and, yeah. and and no no people of color. So it's not it's not completely it's not without movie. No. Yeah. Uh, they have a Joan of Arc, and that's it. Joan of Arc, uh, and then the two princesses who wind up becoming, if I remember correctly, bigger characters in the second one, which I is pretty think cool. So. They like join. They join the band at the end of the first one, so okay. they're they're pretty integral. Um, but yeah, it's that's that's a, a, a pretty big bummer. Yeah, it's weird when you go back and watch movies like from you know before last year, and it's like straight oh, up, it's just a whole white cast, huh? Yeah, the whole thing. Um, so I guess I kind of take it back. Yeah. But the well, I mean, Wainsworth did that too. The message of the movie is yeah. positive anyway. Uh, the message is positive, and that's we can take that away from it. Yeah, just be excellent to each other. All we're asking, and party on, dudes. Party on, Wayne. <laughs> okay what do we got uh euphoria okay usher song okay <laughs> didn't expect that turn no me neither isn't there a... no, is that this i'm not familiar with that I don't know many Usher songs other than um wait oh here's here's a 22 second sample of the chorus of euphoria this might be the song No, that's not the song that I was thinking, and it's not good either. Nah, which is... that's gonna be a no for me. <laughs> no for me, dog. <laughs> uh, Usher's probably fine, right? I don't, I don't, I don't know, know shit about Usher. I don't either. What to me is kind of like, well, I guess good for you, huh? Because you just been sort of like just doing it, just doing it, right? And like whatever. It's, uh... it's sort of like the what what style of music is he? Like R and B? Yeah, I guess. He's like the Michael Bublé of R&B where it's like, oh, I don't really care about you, but you've been doing it, so that's fine. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, like, your music's good. I think people like it, but... Euphoria is a song recorded by American singer Usher for his seventh studio album, Looking Number 4, Myself, 2012. It was written by Axel Headfors, uh, Juan Nahara, Class Ahlund, Ryan Lovett, Sebastian Ingrosso, Steve Ang- Angelo, Terry Lewis, and Usher himself. Wow. It feels like a, a pretty diverse uh, group of writers. I mean, for real. Gotta hand it to them there. They're, they're seemingly from all corners of the globe. Yeah. All corners of this flat earth. <laughs> the production of the song was done by Axel, Angelo, and Ingrosso under their stage name Swedish House Mafia. I've heard of that name. Me too. It's a good name. It is a pretty good name. Okay. Uh, I don't know what it means, but yeah. No, me neither. After their joint performance at the 2010 American Music Awards, Usher and Swedish House Mafia managed to start working on recording sessions for his seventh studio album in Atlanta. Is he from there? Couldn't tell you. Yeah, I don't either. I feel like Atlanta's a big, like, hip-hop hub, and I don't know what that is. Well, there was, like, East Coast rap and West Coast rap. Again, I don't know anything. Right. And then there was like the, Southern the rap, dirty South, which yeah. was like uh, Outcast. Outcast for sure. Yeah, um, I think they're from Atlanta. At Aliens. Yeah, there you go. That's, um, that's a good, uh, good clue. It's, yeah, <laughs> and they're very good. Outcast is good. I don't think we're gonna be. Yeah, no one's gonna disagree there. No. Except for. Uh, I can't even think of like their, you <laughs> like know, their the, rival, the in sync to their Backstreet Boys. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't tell you. I don't know. <laughs> Um, honestly, not a lot about this D12? song. D12? I don't know. 
Well, no. I'm just completely guessing. I have no clue. D12, I assume, is from like the Midwest. Oh, uh, that stands to reason because yeah. Eminem was part of it at one point. Uh, reception. In a review of Looking for Myself, Matt Kibula of Pop Matters commented that Usher absolutely rips Climax and What Happened to You, nails party anthems like Scream and Euphoria to the wall. And puts across harder things, even while multi-tracking himself 35 times over with the greatest of ease. Wow. Nathan S. of DJ Booth wrote that Euphoria hews even closer to the 4 a.m. in Ibiza template, <laughs> as does the essentially identical Scream. People's Chuck Arnold wrote that Usher is an Ibiza-ready club kid on Electro Thumpers, like current <laughs> single Scream and the Swedish House Mafia produced Euphoria that built the success of OMG, DJ Got Us Fallen in Love, and Without You. Thanks, with Chuck. With Dave Gu- Guetta. Dave Guetta. Guetta. Regarding the song, ten- Trent Fitzgerald of Pop Crush wrote that Euphoria comes out with a great Ibiza-style dance track. Th- what is all I that? I don't know. What are, wh- why are Chuck and Trent telling us about Ibiza? Uh, that should help him crack the European market. Should it I? sounds bra- big and brings euphoria to our ears. I don't like... That's bad. Erica right. Ramirez of Billboard concluded, thank God, that euphoria is grittier, more startling, and arguably more powerful than numb, and commented that it... The Linkin Park song? ...leaves listeners with a feeling that reflects the song's uplifting title. Alex McPherson of Guardian.co.uk uh-huh. was more critical to the song and labeled it as... Eurotrash trance. Ooh, interesting. While Danny Walker of RWD Magazine called the song Pacey. Pacey. According to Carrie Batten of Pitchfork Media. A lot of people weighing in on the song, huh? Yeah. Usher sounds most uncomfortable and the least sharp on overblown <laughs> club tracks, Euphoria and Numb. And the presence of rote numbers is almost comically predictable. Catherine St. Asif oh of Pop Dust stated that the track would sound great in the clubs however it isn't stand out by any means further stating usher and swedish house mafia talk about euphoria but what they deliver is perfectly passable excitement anyone doug wilson <laughs> no <laughs> anyone who writes a review of anything should be dead should be should be murdered. should be murdered or in jail <laughs> their choice um and you're allowed to change your mind at any point which which one you picked um you can't write a review and think that you're clever. Nope. Period. Uh, <laughs> but like, how many of those motherfuckers were like, Euphoria is less than, or like, Euphoria leaves you feeling the eponymous title. Tra- like, what, yeah. what? Shut up! Like, it's such low hanging fruit. It's not worth. Do- it's like the other. Oh man, this. Well, f- so when this episode re- was released, G- Game of Thrones came out a couple weeks ago, and the day it came out in Chicago. It like yep. snowed for the first time at like eight, like after it being like sixty for like two weeks. Yeah, it snowed, and every motherfucker on my Twitter timeline was like, "What's up with this crazy marketing for Game of Thrones? I guess winter has come." Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, and it's like, unless you wrote in this tweet at four thirty in the morning, you missed the window. I whenever I'm gonna tweet literally anything, yeah. I Google for an hour and a half, just making sure like no one has said the same thing or yeah. something similar or something right or like sometimes it's like oh i tweeted this a year ago like that's another thing because i'm an idiot and forget every single thing i've ever said like how many times have i tweeted back from vacation so glad to shit in my own bed (laughs) who knows (laughs) yeah the world may never know that one um yeah i don't know i because you like to think that the things you come up with are like good you good and unique Mm -hmm. and oftentimes they're neither 
Not you specifically, but everyone. Well, but, but me specifically. In this case. <laughs> I, I don't think... You know, it's tricky because I don't think that I am a particularly remarkable person with anything worthwhile to say. And yet here I am <laughs> <laughs> on one of my several podcasts. Yeah. You're like when when uh, Yosemite Sam doesn't realize he's like walked off the cliff mm-hmm. in the middle of that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> my life is a garden path sentence. Yeah. That's very that's that's profound, man. You should tweet that. Probably already have. Yeah, that probably is true. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know, man. But you you just gotta keep you gotta keep you know keep on casting. Yeah, keep on casting. Something that I want I keep meaning to want I keep I keep meaning to do and I forget is yeah. I kind of want to start saying what number episode we're on. Oh, that'd be fun. But I don't know. <laughs> we'll start doing that. I think next time. I want to say that this would be maybe three thirty-eight, and okay. and um, that'd be a fun little gimmick. Is if we just said the name of the ep- or the episode number, but like twenty minutes into the episode, <laughs> which would be six minutes after it ends. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, self rav. Yeah. Um, this would be episode three thirty-eight. I was right. I rule. You suck. <laughs> <laughs> um, just keep people abridged of. Is that the word I'm looking for? Yeah, abridged? just give them the short version. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man, my um, my brain don't work so good anymore. Yeah, same. Yeah, is that natural or is that like a result of like depression or something? Is that, does everybody is, start getting? Is depression unnatural? <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I'll I'll forget the names of things or phrases or something. Mm-hmm. So, but. Rather than just have dead air in my conversations with people, I'll just say words that ring true to me in my own head. Sure. And they'll know what I mean. And then they'll go, you mean that? And I'll go, yes, thank you. Like, you know, yes. Like, listen to the heart of what I'm saying, not the actual content, like the physical words. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The spirit of the law, the sp- not the letter of the law. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. Um, so what were you saying? Uh, I don't know what. Got to keep saying. people abridged. Got to keep them abridged. Um, this, this happened the other day. I was trying to remember some guy's finisher move in in wrestling, mm-hmm. and I was like, I know it's something like uh, UFO pain, and the actual or no UFO days is what I said. Okay, and the actual name of it was Starship Pain. Okay, you're close. Like, right, you're close. So it's like if if I'm talking to somebody that knows what I'm talking about, then they'll be able to help me out. <laughs> it's interesting that when he started out, his finisher was uh, airplane pain. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's yeah. good. Um, I don't know. People people need to know what episode they're on so they know how much longer they they have to go until we're done. Because I think we've said we're going to 500, and that might be it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is hilarious because that's... It's three or four years from we now. We could... We... The, the chances of us being dead by then are extremely high. I would say, <laughs> yeah, for better or for worse, yeah. At least one of us. <laughs> yeah. Which one of us do you think will die first? And do you think it will be from natural causes or or stupidity? Like, will one of us just forget to eat for like six weeks? <laughs> well, I literally like I I dropped my phone in my fucking running sink for no reason. I just did that. You know what I mean? So like, well, sure, anything could happen. Yeah, that's true. You know, like we we could be in an, an Uber. And our driver just like has a heart attack or so, you know, like it could be anything. I we have a friend. I I guess I won't say his name, okay. but 
I I don't know if you have seen this saga anywhere, but I did see this. Um, he lost all ten of his fingers in a blender. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he was trying to get out his ring he dropped in there, and he just kept missing. Um, no, he he took a, a lift, right? And uh, and apparently this is a, like a known scam. Like sure. you, you can Google this, wow. and it is a known scam that's happening in Chicago specifically. Wow. Um. But basically, the Lyft driver said that he and the people that he was with uh, threw up in his car right. and took a picture of it and sent it to Lyft. Right. And the driver took the picture yes. of it as proof. Yeah. But uh, our friend said that the picture kind of just looked like melted ice cream. Yeah. And and was in a spot on the seat where like they would have been sitting. And yeah, the and, three people in the car. And um, the Lyft was like. Okay, we're gonna charge you a hundred dollars, even though the the bar fee in Chicago is only fifty. Oh, interesting. Um, and he was like, "I'm, I'm not paying that. No, that didn't happen. Here's like, I, I we I can give you like three people who are in the car can say this didn't happen. Right. Like, you know, whatever. And Lyft was just like, "No, you can fuck off." Straight up, they were like, "We don't care." Yeah, like we we're siding with our driver for the sole reason that he is our driver. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it, it's it's pretty wild. It sucks. And then he was like, you know, the, the only thing I can suggest you do, which is nuts, is take a picture of every lift that you take before you get out of it. Right. Yeah. Which is like. It's psychotic that you should have to even yeah. think about that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I was thinking about that. I was like, I wonder if that's a thing that people like, let's say these, this unscrupulous driver, he picks up a passenger who is, who is clearly intoxicated, like to the point where, like they probably don't remember what they're even sure. doing. And they'll just assume that they probably did throw up in the car. And this particular Lyft driver just happened to choose incorrectly this time because he picked somebody who wasn't that drunk, mm-hmm. who remembered that he didn't fucking throw up in a car and was with two other people. No, I think it's, I think it is probably, I bet it was melted ice cream. That's what I'm saying. Oh, I'm saying I, see, lift, I see what you're saying. This Lyft driver has, has successfully pulled off this grift multiple times with people who actually are blackout drunk. Who, who just believe that he's telling the truth. Yes. Well, apparently if Lyft just doesn't give a fuck, who cares? Yeah. You know, you could do it at 9 a.m. on a Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't know. So I would say, like, don't use a Lyft. But then it's like, well, then what? Use Uber, which sucks, too. Okay, well, then use taxis. Well, they suck, too. Just never leave your house. There's Yeah, there's nothing you can do about anything. You just have to hope that you get lucky. You have to string along a bunch of lucky occurrences, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think most people are more or less doing. Like, I yeah. think most people are way luckier than they realize. I mean, you know, like most days you're not getting scammed. That's true. You know, uh, if you want to learn more, <laughs> tweet your, your social security number at us at Dilletant Ball, D-I-L-A-T-T-A-N-T-E-B-A-L-L, hashtag, that's my soch. <laughs> and what are we going to, and we'll, and we'll pick one, um, one lucky social security number and we'll, we'll send you a koozie. Yeah. <laughs> And we'll thank you very much. And we'll, uh, and we, we have your guarantee that we won't do 500 episodes of this podcast. Yeah. If you don't want us to do this for however many more episodes to get to 500. Yeah. Balls in your court now on this one. That's your sosh. That's your sosh. Smell you later. Any of that, like, pseudo-intelligent, like... Yeah. Yeah. Just, like, you don't know shit. You read you read the first three sentences of a Wikipedia article, like us. Yeah. And wrote a song. We stop. We stop before writing a song. <laughs> <laughs>
Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.